Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, when you hear the five chugs on the guitar. Yeah. Well, that might have been six. Oh, whatever. Anytime. You know it's time for the Ludini <laughs> Rock and Roll Circus Moms and Dads and Boys and Girls, children of all ages. Uh, we really do. A, we really just love y'all. We're so glad that you're here. We're going to have a good time. All kind of crazy stuff is about to happen, even including that. Somebody's setting up fireworks. Um, I, I bet you didn't realize that, Mr. Pittsburgh, when you moved yes. to Cannonsburg, you moved to the fireworks capital uh, of the world. Soon learned that. Yes, yes. Doesn't doesn't matter what time of the year either. Can be Christmas. Can be Christmas. Oh, fireworks. no, no, no. Do them on Christmas, New Year's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, New Year's nuts. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Exactly. I moved here right after Labor Day yes. uh, in 2001. Yes. So if you realize what happened. The week after Labor Day in 2001. Right. right. <laughs> it's like yeah. a good omen. Anyways, <clears throat> the Halloween, I'm sitting here doing something and like I hear, what do I, I hear this? Like, what, what, what's going on? Like, are we getting yeah, attacked? Yeah, are we being attacked? And uh, no, no, it's just people setting up fireworks and like mm-hmm. it goes all year yep. long. But anyways, guys, welcome back to the Lou Dini Rock and Roll Circus, where all the fun stuff that you've been dying for all weekend mm. is finally here. Thank goodness. You got through the weekend. You got through Monday, Tuesday. The Ludini Rock and Roll Circus comes right in goes right up your butthole. Right. And, oh. you know, just we just going up a lazy anus every night. Lazy anus. Up a lazy anus. Wow. Uh, and we're going to have a good time because we are going to be talking about the slip slide guitar. Slip now, slide I am probably... Uh, the worst person. Where's my slide? Just my slide. Oh yeah. To really demonstrate slide, you know. Um, <laughs> right? Isn't that so great? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get the guitar in a better position. <laughs> okay. This guitar is not set up. It's set up for really low action. Yes, it's very yeah. There he is. There you go. Um, I remember reading a uh, or seeing an interview with the uh, Almond Brothers uh, manager. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, in the in the old days, and he was talking about how Dwayne hadn't learned to play slide yet. Right. And he was practicing on the bus, and he says, "If you've ever heard somebody just learning slide, oh, he says it sounds like somebody killing a cat." Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he says, but he says he got he kept at it and he got really good at it. Of course, the legendary nice. Dwayne Allman, who will we be, who we will be discussing sure. a little bit uh, later on. <clears throat> so you have that to look forward to. This is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com and check out all the cool shit there, including our uh, access to our private uh, Facebook group. There is uh, and and we, people have been joining the Facebook group. I'm getting requests Sweet. every day, so that's nice. gone really good. It's a lot of fun, um, as well as uh, links to our YouTube archive and all kind of fun stuff with all kind of back podcasts and interviews and things like that. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com Please uh, visit uh, RockRageRadio.com and download the free app. Okay, get that free app. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You hear great music programming 24-7. And don't forget to check out our friend Chris Thunderwolf Dotson 
at Wolf's Customs for some uh, great custom artwork on your musical instruments. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh Just, I gotta let him Two out. I gotta let it out. I gotta let it out. Wait, wait, hey, I gotta, be, I gotta be me. I gotta, I gotta you be gotta me. Gotta be me. Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, and thank you, Howard Stern, because he was the first guy I think to belch into the uh, microphone. Nice. I think he was the first guy to belch. He was a trailblazer. <clears throat> I forget what um, um, the story was, but he, he when he was a, he was a DJ on some station like late night, and. Somebody, there's a person who, of note, and I can't remember who it was, was happened to be listening, uh-huh. and he was playing something like Wooden Ships by um, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sure. it's like a long instrumental break, right. and he says, you're listening to this tripped out you know, instrumental break, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> and so he was like, and like, what the hell, and he was like, this was that. Howard, just like experimenting with like, right. what could I do on the radio that yeah. would be different, how could I make it more interesting, there you go. <clears throat> but anyway, so uh, I don't know how we got off on that subject, but it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and we're going to be getting into some fun uh, stuff this, uh, today, Yes. Mr. Pittsburgh is with us. What's up, hey, Mr. Pittsburgh? Hey, audience guys. Mr. Pittsburgh uh, and I had a very fun weekend. So yeah, gonna, we did. We usually start off the show talking about some of our, you know, activities from the <laughs> from the week. So we did have a fun weekend, yeah. uh, you know, fun Saturday. So, so what what ended up happening there, Mr. Pittsburgh? Well, uh, you know, I, I I told the story about my explorer last podcast. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. See how I did that. Now they have to listen to two podcasts. Um, and uh, it, it was down at Pittsburgh Guitars on the south side of Pittsburgh. So me and Lou were going to go down. He goes, well, let's take some pictures of you and your guitar. You know, oh, okay, fine. We invited our buddy Eric Anthony. So we all, well, we actually, I actually found out ahead of time the guitar was already sold. But we're like, you know what, screw it. Let's just go down. Plenty of places to eat and drink on the south side of Pittsburgh. Let's go on down. So we went down. Walked into uh, Pittsburgh Guitars and talked to those guys for a little bit. Told them the story about the Explorer. Like, yeah, we people were clamoring for it. They wanted it. I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm glad. And then I looked up on the wall, <laughs> and there was a 2003 Gibson Les Paul Classic in Honey Burst with listen to this, Ludini triple pickups. Ludini, yins know me, right? I loves me to triple pick up Les Pauls. So, you know, I'm, they're like, do you want to play it? I'm like, no, because I knew better. And somebody in this room, I don't have the enabler says, nah, go ahead and play it. So sorry, bring it down. So I played it and I just, I mean, I just fell in love with it. So I let Ludini play it. He's like, wow, this is a really nice guitar, you know? And it's just like uh, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> with Princess I don't Leia. know. Do you ever think a girl like her and a guy like yeah. me? No. Lou's like, I don't know. This play, this, this this guitar really plays well, and I really like everything. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, because I knew I was going to get it. But, You're like, um, give me that. Yeah, give, give me, me that. that back, okay. right? <laughs> so I actually up, had no interest in the guitar. I, I wanted he you to just, buy it. <laughs> is that why? Yeah, I know you. 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 You're evil, but that's okay. It's a good kind of evil. You know, there are worse things to spend money on. You know, like women. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at least that guitar will be with me a while. You know. What yeah. I'm saying? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh but, uh, my god. Yeah. So uh, you got it home, and here uh, for those folks that maybe are into guitars and you watch YouTube, there's a channel called what Trogly Guitars. Trogly's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trogly. 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 Oh, troglodytes. Oh, troglodytes. 
Oh, so magical. Well, six years ago, he got himself, he got uh, his hands on one of these particular guitars. Turns out there was only about 200 of them made. And I happened to grab one at a reasonable price. I was very happy about that. And I was telling Lou, you know, the more you play a guitar, the more you learn about it. And I'm looking down at the finish. And again, for those guys who are guitarists, you know what I'm talking about. The, the finish is beginning to weather check, which means that I guess the lacquer or whatever is beginning to crack. And that happens over time. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. And then I realized that guitar is 20 years old. So <laughs> I would actually I kind of expect it. But uh, Well, you know, <clears throat> so in other words, that must be a nitros. Yeah, finish and not, yeah. not a poly. Exactly. Yeah, because it's actually That's cracking. a thing in guitardom, um, the poly finish versus the nitros. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people prefer the nitro. Well, I, guitar players have convinced themselves of so many things that are just absolutely not true. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. can hear the difference between nitros it. and poly. I was yeah, talking no. about a guitar channel <laughs> where they took a guitar and they had poly on it and they recorded it. They had three different guitar players play it and record it. And then they... Then they stripped it down and put a uh, nitros finish uh-huh. on it, and did the same thing. And they insisted Ooh, that they, oh yeah, listen, it, you know, there's there's more air to the. Hey, get no, this out up. Just shut up. Shut up. It sounds it sound <laughs> yeah, sound exactly no. None of the changes that you heard could uh, could just as easily been attributed to the difference in humidity from the uh-huh. string, or the the slight little bit of wear on the string that right. from one from you know two weeks before what like no. Yeah, no. <clears throat> so anyways, but yeah, so that's cool though. That, so that's the nice thing about the nitros uh, finishes is you do get that cool patina uh-huh. on these yep. guitars. I'm playing. I have Paul Reese, but these guitars won't do that. This has some marks on it. This has some buckle rash and some yeah. chips and stuff on it. That's just, that's how you have to relic this. It won't do that because it has the, mm-hmm. these all have the poly yeah, finish on exactly. it. Because Paul Reed Smith is like like well we want it to look as beautiful mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, and for a guy who believes in tone wood. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll just leave that there. Yes, um, yes. But congratulations! Yeah, uh, it's very a happy. very cool guitar. Um, I uh, I thought it was a super fun. We had like perfect weather in Pittsburgh. It's like this. Oh, we don't yeah. get many of those. Like it's like it's sunny. It's not too hot at all. Right. It's like totally no comfortable. No, yeah, yeah it was like nice. super. You know, um, we had a lot of fun uh, on Carson Street. Um, so there's a lot of beautiful people to admire. Of beautiful people. Yep. Yeah, a lot of interesting people to admire also. Yeah, there you go. We had a good time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got a chance to do that. Yep. Um... So yeah, it was a it was a, a super fun day. So uh, yes, super fun day. Shout out to Fatheads. I haven't. I don't think I've yeah. sat down and had a meal in Fatheads in probably ten years. Yeah. I had forgotten yeah. about it. Yeah, Fatheads it was on good. the South Side. It was good. Very it was good. Real, it's always good down there. I mean, it was really good. Super fun. Very good. Uh, cool. And man. you know what? While we're doing it, shout out to the uh, the nice folks down at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Guitars. Guitar. We gotta say Pittsburgh Guitar. Down at East Carson Street. Uh, you know what? I hadn't been down there in probably a little over a year, and I walked through the door, and they immediately recognized me. Asked me, yeah, you start in Cannonsburg. They remembered me. I mean, that's the kind of people Pittsburgh guitars are. But they, they make me spend way too much money down there. <laughs> but like I told uh, like I told Lou, we were sitting in the bar afterwards, and I'm like, you're going to have to fucking surgically remove this smile off my face. Because I absolutely love my new guitar. And he hasn't painted it hot pink yet or anything. No, I have not, not spray painted it. Not yet. No, I've got four or five other less poles. That was the greatest, dude. When you were at the time, I just, thought, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, like you were like modding your own guitars. Yeah, now you look back on you, go like, dude, like, dude, that was an E two. 
That, that guitar might be worth $3,800 someday. <laughs> we never would have thought it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we went through the whole period in, in, in guitardom where if it didn't have a Floyd Rose on it. Right. Like, no, you know, it didn't look like a Strat. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody, you know, it was like Gibsons were, you know, they were very inexpensive and um, it was really Guns N' Roses that when they yeah. broke, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like you started seeing more and more guys Ooh. playing Les Pauls. And yeah. then Les Paul went from $500 to $1,500 to $2,500 to $4,500, you know, <clears throat> they're crazy. I was talking to Xander Demos. Do you know who he is? I know the name. Um, he's um, a really, really, really good metal guitarist. Um, and I had him, I had him on the podcast um, mm-hmm. a few years ago, but we were talking on social media. He's really admiring the new, um, the new uh, Charvels. Yeah. Okay. And um, they're made in the USA. Um, I mean, like, to me, that guitar isn't... I mean, the guitar's cool. And I, I love the fact that they did one in Seafoam Green. I'm, I'm tempted, okay. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're $2,000. Like, mm. it just seems like a big ticket for a guitar that, in my mind, should be, a, like, like, on the outside... Thirteen hundred dollars, yeah, like, and then yeah. maybe if you, you know, like on like a, you know, cheaper with some less amenities, maybe mm-hmm. nine ninety nine or something. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's too, it's too grand. Um, wow. it is made, it's handmade in the United States, though. So. Okay, I mean, handmade, right? Yeah, still CNC, kind of, CNC cut. Yeah. Kind of, you know what I mean? So it's like I was listening to Phil Knight talk about acoustic guitars. He's like, "Those, that's one guitar that is all handmade. Yeah. Maybe the necks, but for the most part, you can't do any CNC right. with a, with a right. for an acoustic guitar. It has to be made by hand." Yep, exactly. Which is crazy that you can buy a hundred and sixty nine dollar brand new acoustic guitar, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, yeah. can oh you say God. sweatshop slave labor? Oh, oh. Um, the, uh, <laughs> oh so, anyways, um, there's uh, oh, oh, I saw some good movies as well. Yeah. So in addition to hanging out with Mr. Pittsburgh and our good buddy Eric Anthony, yes. who we have to get down here, he's got to get, yeah. Um, I saw a couple of interesting movies, um, smaller movies, okay. Um, the first one I want to mention, and I'm going to try to pull them up here to see where what platform, because everybody says, well, what platform are they on? Um, I'm just, I've, I say this every week, and I'll yeah, say it they're, again. They're out there. Get a fire stick. Yeah. Look on YouTube how to download, uh, how to install, um, what's the word I want? Um, third-party apps. Yes, there you go. And you can watch any movie in the world that you want to watch. Nice. Um, so the first one is called Spirit of Fear Movie. I want you Google to bring it up, so I say, I added movie. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's, it's spirit, not called it's spirit called spirit of fear, of fear not spirit yeah. of fear movie. <clears throat> um, about spirit of fear, trying to regain his memory. Okay, well that's okay. Right. We don't need any of that now. L- you can L- just calm let Lou down. talk. Would you please? You can just calm down. Spirit of fear came out this. Came, spirit of fear came out this year. Blah 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 blah. Uh, directed by Alex. Directed by Alex Davidson, starring Christopher Lee Page, Jordan uh, Ballinger, and Kevin. Bulber, Bulber, Bulber. It's not rated. Uh, I'm trying to find out what platform this has been uh, because it was. It wasn't. I don't believe this was had a theatrical Mm. situation here. Um, Talk amongst yourselves. Oh boy, it's not telling me. Anyways, you have goddamn fire stick, like I said. Um, <laughs> Spirit of Fear is this um, 
really interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unique. This dude wakes. It starts out. This guy wakes up in bed in his house. Okay, and I do. Um, sure. You have no idea what's going on. You know as much as he knows. Okay. And that's one of the things about the movie that is so cool. Like the whole... First of all, it's only an hour and 17 minutes. So it's the right length of the type of movie that it is. Yeah, okay. This might be Shudder. I'm I'm sorry, guys. It's not telling me. But... um, uh, this guy and, and you only you you only know what he knows and the whole time as the story is going along as he discovers things you discover things okay so it's like you're really in his shoes mm-hmm. there is this um Christopher Lee whatever his name was um is the is primarily the uh, the only actor in the whole film okay. um there is there's like something like 14 lines of dialogue in the whole movie huh it's all told with his facial expressions, right? The um, lighting and the sound design, the sound and the lighting um, and and the sets and everything really reminded me of something like David Lynch would do. Okay, and there's these like um, I'm going to do the sound then I have to turn the music off. You know, like David Lynch, like like you go you listen to the you be listening to the score or whatever, and you're going like, is that music or is that just a note? And it'd just be like. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it's and it's unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um this actor though, the way he could what he could tell things with his face was fucking amazing. Yeah. He was just really good. And like if you'd have said to me, I, I promise you guys, this is really good. Like it sounds like what's well, the one guy? What are you talking about? I'm telling you, just watch it. Just watch it. Here's the thing. It is ops. It, you, you don't know what is happening. The whole movie, you're like, "What the fuck's happening?" Uh-huh. But you're like, you're you're invested because yeah. you're in his shoes. And when he looks around a corner, you feel the same suspense. Exactly. That he feels. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there is um, a resolution eventually, and you do find out at the very, What's going very, okay. very, very end of the film what is going on. It is going to be controversial. Some of you will like appreciate what they. How they how they resolved it said what the resolution was. Mm-hmm. Some of you will feel like it's a cop out. Okay. Okay. Um. It, it, I you know you can't win in a movie like this where you build up that much suspense. Yeah. I almost feel like anything they could do to resolve it would be uh-huh. kind of a letdown. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's yeah. so it's, tense. It, oh, cool. that, yeah. it went this but, way or that they, way. Here's yeah. what they do. Here's what they do. The movie isn't about the ending. So I'm going to tell you right now. Don't go in like, you know, the ending better be good. You have to go with like, you have to go for the journey okay. and kind of just accept whatever the mm-hmm. filmmakers decide. They could have ended it ambiguously too. Right. They could have done something with the ending where they sort of said the same thing but did a little bit more. That's not what they did to do, but that's not what they chose to do. But it is very brief. Like there's no like long um uh, denouement or um you know uh you know thing at the end where you know all kind of no. It's very just a couple of minutes. Uh-huh. And you know, and you see it and that's it. Huh. 115 minutes or 112 minutes of this movie is dino fucking might. All right. Okay. One, I'm telling you, man, like, there are, it's like, it was like, wow, like somebody made like a really cool fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you may not like the, you may disagree how the ending was handled, but again, it's very, very sure the movie isn't about that. Uh, it's called Spirit of Fear. If you get a chance, um, 
watch it. Just pull it up. Just go to your Amazon Fire Stick and pull it up. Um, the other movie I want to talk about. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Blood Red Sky movie. So it, it, it'll try. Thank you. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Don't tell everybody because I'm up, talking. Shut, shut up, up. Cell phone. No, shut up. These kids shut up. Get, 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 She's still this, talking. Why are you still talking? On, this is on <laughs> Netflix. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and it's a story about this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even watch the trailer. The trailer kind of, I think, gives too much away. Okay. Um, it's a story about this woman uh, and her son. She's very ill, and she needs to get to America to be treated by some specialist. Okay. Um, so, And she's fucked up. She can, like, sometimes she can barely walk. She's very, very shaky. She's got sure. this little kid. They got to get on an airplane. They're in Germany. Yeah. And they're going to fly the United States. Okay. I believe it's Germany or Austria. Um, the movie is half in English and half in German. Okay. Because so there's a little bit of reading Subtitle. subtitles you're gonna okay. have to do, but yeah. it's not the whole time. Okay. It's 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 mixed up. They kind of they kind of mix up. They'll be, <clears throat> and it makes sense in the <clears throat> story. Um, I believe that the uh, idea is that in Europe, like everybody kind of speaks like a couple different languages. Sure. Even if you speak German, you also speak English. You speak yeah, French, exactly. you also speak English. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I think it was a kind of like just natural for the, mm-hmm. the setting and everything. Um, it is. Um, it is very okay. This movie is not perfect, and and it's one of those movies where it's like, ah, uh, like it could have been like fucking awesome. So, but in, instead, it's just like pretty good. Okay, um, I, I still recommend it. Um, but here's the issue, my issue with the movie. Okay, yeah, um, it is. It does become a horror, an action horror film. Oh, that's what it. Be, that's what it turns into. Okay, okay. Um, I think the setup is with the mother, you know, and the illness is like way too long. Mm. Like they could have done all that like a lot mm-hmm, quicker. Mm-hmm. Also, there are flashbacks in the movie to how she, why she has this condition that she, the sickness she has, or whatever. <clears throat> and that's I felt like could have been quicker. Um, there's other things too. They, uh, so what ends up happening, she gets on this flight. I'm not really spoiling anything. Um, okay. Th- um, it, the flight is being, it gets hijacked by terrorists. Oh, lovely. So here she is. She's sick. She's got this little kid mm-hmm. who's depending on her. I mean, he's a little kid. I don't know how old he is. He's six. Okay. Something like that. He's really small. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and she's sick as a dog. And, you know, she's like, She's like giving herself injections and stuff. Yeah. That's how sick she is. It's wow. not like, you know, I mean, she's sick as fuck. Um, and, um, you know, terrorists show up and they decide this is the flight they're going to as do some you, shenanigans. They on. do. Um, the, they, uh, I, there were scenes with the terrorists. I understand why they did because they wanted to show you that these guys are pieces of shit. Like, they ah, are awful yes. people. They are bad fucking people. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that seem like they are somewhat humane are terrible people. Sure. <clears throat> so I thought, but I think that they went a little too. Um, so it's not that they went too far, but like just spent a little too much time in yeah. things where again they could. This movie would have it at it, it, two hours is too long. At it, it, I like everything at ninety minutes. That's my yep. golden yeah. number. Yep. I, I might be asking a bit for this movie, but you could shave. They could have shaved off fifteen minutes, and it would have been like mm-hmm. you would have been like you know uh, you'd have come out of there Still like gotten, uh, you'd have come yeah. out, It's one of those movies like really you should have come out of like. <sighs> Yeah, oh, like exhausted because it's so fucking intense. Uh-huh. I and so like what? So it's a shame because the first half of the movie is like, okay, this is kind of cool. I I get it's different. The acting and stuff carries you. You know what I mean? You are interested in the character and yeah. stuff, but you really like 
you know, we, we really could just pick it up a little bit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, I think, I think, unlike the, unlike Spirit of Fear, I think the ending on this is pretty sick. Um, I think it's pretty badass. Um, but it's unfortunate that they just, they, they took a little too much time. I, all that stuff that they wanted to show, like, they should have released, then when they released the Blu-ray, they should have had a director's cut and special features sure. and stuff like that yeah. and let you see all that then. That would all have been super fun stuff for okay. fans. Yeah. But it, like, it dragged the plot down. Yeah, you're like, it dragged ugh, the story, it dragged the story down a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I will tell you that once you get the first, once you get through the first hour, it's like hold on to your fucking seat to the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. It's like it's like warp speed, Scotty. You know <laughs> the whole way to the fucking end. Um, um, it's just pretty good. I, I don't know if it'll become like a horror classic or not. And I, maybe it's just me that's complaining a little bit about the slowness at the beginning. You know, but other people may have found that like very intriguing. Mm-hmm, like I said, mm-hmm. it's not terrible. It's not like oh my god. It's, you know, there's, there's there's movies where you watch it goes like okay, so when's it going to get good? It isn't like that. Okay. It isn't like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like it, they could have picked it up a bit. Um. So, um, there's a couple of things. Um, I um am getting finally getting back slowly back into songwriting and and, um, and working on singing mm-hmm. I spent the last two years <clears throat> I just figured it out um, like just doing nothing but concentrating on my picking uh-huh I have been um I just got to the point where I'm like what's fuck dude you can't you've been playing the same li- licks shittily <laughs> for decades yeah. like you know like I was able I my technique was in such a state where I could work around it yeah. and if I worked yeah. something okay. out well enough yeah and but there were things I absolutely wouldn't chance mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. and there were things that like if I did chance them it was just like a miracle that it, it came out right <laughs> most of the times it didn't <clears throat> And the bitch of it was, was like, I knew things in my head to do on the guitar that my hands would not do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could hear yeah. things in my head that I want to play that my, it's not that I wouldn't, didn't figure out what the notes or in the phrasing should be. My hands would not play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went on a journey um, and it's, uh, and, and I'm still, even like a, like a few, uh, about a week or so ago, I discovered another little thing um, that like kind of like cleaned it up even more. Um, but I went on a journey. I, I will tell you right now, um, and I think that if you are an, an intermediate to like getting into that advanced era, I kind of considered myself like between intermediate and advanced um, player. I totally consider myself an advanced player now, despite that little okay. noodling around with the slide thing. In yeah. the beginning. I don't yeah, play yeah, slide. Yeah. yeah, I've played slide over my well, the course of my life. You know, on a few songs here and there, sure. and it was stuff that I really had to really work out. Right, I didn't yeah. dare improvise yep. anything. Yep. <clears throat> but in in any case, so um, I just just was like, I was on a mission. Like, I'm gonna fucking do this, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, if you're an intermediate player, and you find yourself. Um, playing the same things and you're never not really progressing um, stop and take a look at your technique like even if you like you you you're pretty or if you're sure that you know what you're doing you sh- oh, I don't have to tell me how to pick I know how to fucking pick I'm telling you it's worth throwing I what I did was I put everything on the table I'm like there's nothing sacred 
Mm-hmm. Like whatever mm-hmm. I discover about picking, I'm going to embrace. And if it contradicts something that like a long term belief using? that I've had yeah, for yeah. years, like one of the things I swore, and you would think that this sounds right, was that you should bring the motion from the forearm because that's the bigger muscle group. And you would and just right. you should keep your hands still, and that way you can create this sort of like uh, fulcrum here with the elbow. Okay. Yes. Yes. And f- and for like that Van Halen um, trilling on one string. Stuff like that. Yeah. Locking the wrist and. Right. That makes might make sense for something like that. Sure. Um, but like any time I went to go from one string to another, I was fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I was really locked in at certain tempos. There was only certain things I could do. So I went on a journey, and I'm going to tell you, if you are in that space where you can hear things, you know, but you can't, it's totally worth it. I said, I'm going to learn whatever. So I started looking at video. First, I just went to YouTube. But then, mm-hmm. what do you know how to, I don't know, ask somebody else. I don't know what I'm doing. Ask somebody else. Right. So I did literally went to YouTube and searched picking technique Mm -hmm. and just was kept kept an open mind and listened to everybody. Um, Mike Filipov was a was like kind of like my gateway into uh, that. Like I learned, I picked up stuff. What he I took what he said to heart because he could play a gazillion times faster, more accurate than (laughs) me. So I'm like, okay, he can do it. Like I'm gonna learn. I'm listening what he has to say. I'm gonna try. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started there. But what ultimately what ended up happening was, well, I still have a little bit of what I still have a bit of what he showed me in my in my picking. Um, Mainly what I did was I just kept experimenting and I um, moving the pick to different positions in my hand, angling the hand in different ways. One of the things that he said right from the beginning was you need to become wrist dominant. Okay, that doesn't mean that you never use the elbow or the shoulder, but most of your motion needs to come from the wrist. And that Hmm. opened everything up very quick right away, too, because then I was much more fluid going between strings. I still was clunky, but it was more fluid, like it felt like better. And anyways, and the other so I ended up um, just going after this and it took it's taken about two years and I still feel like I'm learning things but I can play so much more now of what I hear in my head and what I know in, in my mind that, yep, that I can do on yep. the guitar like I can play like I'm playing almost all of what I know <clears throat> and now I'm to the point where it's like I want to know more <laughs> yeah exactly okay now I want to learn this the new, works yeah now well, I want to do more shit I, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, but I developed um, through this process I developed a, uh, I created a mini uh, guitar course for the TikTok and it's seven separate videos called um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Pickers. Oh. And um, so I go through and I sort of t- say kind of what I learned. There's going to be some honorable mentions and some stuff like uh-huh. that. I'm going to sure, get a sure. bonus rounds. Yes, you know, it's yes. really what you learn really. That's what ends up happening. Um, but you know, if you're playing the same thing over and over and you're just like banging your head against the wall, like stop, like start going like, okay, wait a minute. Like, am I pick, what is going on with my picking? Like, mm-hmm. and be open-minded. Like, so, um, the only judge, the only thing that, that makes, that, that makes it right or wrong is can you play, can you execute the, whatever it is, lick, run, melody or whatever, you know, at the tempo you want and in the pocket. It's got to be in the fucking pocket. That was one of the things problems with my playing was my pocket was like 
all over the place. Yeah. Like in yeah. the pocket means like you're intentionally either playing right on the beat or you're intentionally playing, keeping all the notes a little bit ahead or a little bit uh -huh. behind. Yeah. It's like behind to swing it a little bit. There's yep. guitar players yep. that kind of got that swing kind of thing going on. Warren D. Martini and uh, Nuno Bentoncourt are really good for are, mm -hmm. are really good for mm -hmm. that. Um, um, you, a guy like Ingve is like at like a fucking metronome. He's like right yeah, on right the click. There. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so so your 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 um your pocket has to be consistent. You 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 can't be okay. This phrase kind of gets a little ahead of the beat, and that phrase gets a little behind the beat. And that's what I was doing, and it makes you, it, it it sounds uncomfortable. It, makes, it doesn't sound good. It makes you sound amateurish. Right. People can't put their finger on what you're doing, why you're it like, bothers hmm. them, but they just know that they if if a guy comes up after you and plays in the pocket, oh, he's a lot better. Yeah. They, they don't even yeah, know why. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Because it just feels much better. Um, but um, and, th and that's all that matters. How you hold the pick, if you hold the pick between your fucking teeth, if it <laughs> works and it, you can play at the tempos you want to play and you're in the pocket playing the lines and licks, et cetera, that you want to play, that's all that fucking matters. Um, so the so the precepts, to see if I can remember them, were first of all, wrist, wrist uh, dominant. Mm -hmm. The mo primary motion comes from the wrist. Okay. Um, the second thing is, and this is something that nobody. This was this was a total revolution, rev, uh, 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 revolution in my mind when I discovered this. This blew my fucking mind because it was like, yes. duh. You have to figure out how you're going to escape from between the strings. <laughs> you have, yeah. there's, there, and there's a technique to it. It's yeah. not just. It's not just a like. You know what I mean? Like you got to play around with that and there's two basic yeah. um, motions there's upward escape motion so so in other words as you pick a, you're sort of picking up and away mm -hmm. i'm exaggerating with my arm but it's a it, once you get it you it's very you do it very subtly and, and, and it mm -hmm. totally works or downward escaping so you're going you're going down in a way from right. a string like that okay and most guitar players stick to one technique or the other most of the time Oh, um, it's fucking fascinating. So you have the wrist dominant. How are you going to escape from between the strings? Um, uh, edge picking. Um, ah, you yes. pick. You bring the pick down with it with to. to uh, it was a. Is it called per, not horizontally perpendicularly mm -hmm. to the string? I don't know. I mean, I I know a guy who says it's, it's a thirty. It's got to be a thirty degree angle. Oh, it, whatever. In whatever other words, works you know, for whatever you. works for you, it might yeah. be slightly more, slightly less, whatever. Um, but almost no, nobody is playing just with a total flat mm -hmm. uh, part of the pick. It's it's not horizontal. Right. It's always it's always an edge. Edge picking follows uh, the next thing I would say. So we've got uh, I don't know I don't even what number we're on slant. Uh, uh, and the next one is slant picking. Slant picking means that as if you are picking from the low strings to the high string, you kind of slant the pick kind of up. So you're kind of, it's like a paintbrush. You're going down a right, wall, right, right? right? And if you're if you're going from the high strings to the low string, you aim you're your paintbrush the other yeah, way. So exactly. you do a little. But these are but these are subtle motions, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I first discovered these things, I was like turning the whole wrist, and yes, you know what I mean. Yes. But that's okay. You learn that way. Like I didn't sure. realize it until I I did it over exaggeratedly <clears throat> until I until. I got it. Um, uh, the uh, one of the uh, one of the other ones is um, um, managing tension. Okay, uh -huh. this is this is can be really fucking tricky. Cause, and and part of this I just discovered just very recently. Um, managing tension means that like don't hold the don't squeeze the hand too tight. Don't hold the hand yep. too loose. Yep. Like you have to have enough tension on it. Or if you have no tension, you just, just be like a puddle on the floor. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. But but. <laughs> Uh, but the right amount of tension you to hold the pick. What, <laughs> a little bonus uh, idea here that I did not share was this: was the trick is to be able to pinch the 
pick tight enough to get a good pick attack while at the same time keeping the wrist loose. Oh. And if you try doing it, it's it's tough to do. Yeah. And so that then you, what you have to just figure out is then, well, where am I going to pinch the pick? Am I going to pinch the, the pick closer to the second knuckle on the thumb? Uh-huh. Am I going to hold it closer to the tip? What part of the first finger am I going to use? Right, right. I mean, like, so there's a lot that goes into wow. it. But the only way you figure out is by playing. Experimenting, like that doesn't mm-hmm, work. I'll change mm-hmm. it like that, and and just have fun with it. You know, you'll sound any like anything else. You'll sound like shit. It'll be awkward at first, right? But um, start by looking some stuff up. Yeah. You'll be surprised at like what you can learn. And I'm an old guy, and I was able to. I was able to complete. My only regret is that like I didn't do this ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then again, ten years ago, I didn't have access to the things that I have access to now exactly. with YouTube and everything. Sure, you know? sure. Um, and I want to speak quickly about my new diet. Oh, um, my! I've decided to go on a criticism diet. You know, it's so hard. And and, and as I started doing this, I'm realizing that, like we criticize constantly. Mm-hmm. We're constantly saying that sucks. You know what I mean? I don't like that. You know, you know that guy's better than that guy, or <clears throat> that president's stupid. This guy, you know what I mean? You yep. know what I mean? We're yep, always yep, like yep. we're constantly, you know, just critiquing, criticizing, and complaining. And I'm trying to stop that as much, dial that back as much as possible. Like I said, okay. a diet. It's not a fast. <laughs> no, <laughs> because no, this, no. I don't think you can. I don't know if you. And I am also a loudmouth podcaster. So yeah, part right. of what I do is to is to the critique, criticize, yeah, is things, to criticize yeah. things and complain and uh, you know be a jerk off. Um, but I, uh, it's so fucking interesting um, because as you do it, your your energy, your like emote, your inner whatever vibe, whatever, will does start to shift to a more mm-hmm. positive, upbeat kind of feeling. It's really interesting. I would, you know, I'm gonna say I will, I will keep you guys in the loop. You know, I mean, I just started this. You know, I might be tomorrow say fuck it, this is bullshit. Yeah, I right, hate right. You know I mean? So much stupid stuff to comment on. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, and then so I find my myself being more selective about the media mm-hmm, I want to, mm-hmm. to, to cover uh, consume you know there's certain videos now on TikTok I, I'm like nah nope, now that's nah, kind of like being a bitchy whiny convert nah, 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 nah. exactly. yeah, you know I, I don't need that you know and right now like and I don't see where it, it. I don't see how it could be harmful. But but let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and 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 follow this out and, and see kind of what the result is. I just started it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see where we go. Um. So um. Is there anything you'd like to add or say anything before we get into our um topic of the slide slip no, I, slide and guitar? I do. I do like your idea of a new diet because it, it really is. If you're exuding positive energy, man, it's gonna affect everything in your life. And you're right. We bitch about everything. We, uh, we're really good at it. But uh, it's the easiest thing to do is to complain and criticize. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, yeah, it absolutely. It absolutely. Is. <clears throat> um, I just took it instead of saying more positive outlook. I had to do something specific. Oh. So like, if you say because that then if you say stop criticizing, mm-hmm. I, that eats up. That like clears up a lot of that. Right. Negative bullshit. If yes. you th- I mean, it really does. So much of the stuff that's like that you're pissy about is probably something something you're thinking about somebody. It's your job, right? Yeah. You're doing something. You don't like what they're doing. Well, what are you doing? You're criticizing and complaining. Exactly. Okay. So, knock it off. And I don't. I don't mean. And also, it's cheating to do it in your head. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're cheating. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you have to literally no, you like get rid of get, the you thought to, yeah, completely. Get the thought, you have to yeah. go think about something else. Think about how, how you know how nice that person was dressed today <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right? you know, find you have to sort of like, but you, you so you'll find yourself naturally. I think the idea of this is you'll. I didn't invent this. Um, you'll find then <laughs> the idea is that now you will naturally be reaching for something more positive to think about because oh, I can't complain and I can't right, criticize. Right. I have to you know. <clears throat> Yeah, so we'll see what happens. So there you go, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, All right. So I got, uh, so this was actually Mr. Pittsburgh's idea. Yes, you were. He stopped me the other day and said, I, said, know, hey, I, was, you. Reading, I was reading about uh, the slide guitar, the origin of the slide guitar. Yes. And um, there's a great article on SmithsonianMag.com, but I'm going to let, I believe Mr. Pittsburgh is uh, has the kind of story on this. So I'm going to go ahead and just let him kind of give us the uh oh all right uh the uh the information you found on it because you were telling me um the origins of the slide are on are not what i think i thought so go ahead right okay so um back in 1889 a fellow by the name of joseph kakuku uh in in hawaii sorry couldn't resist i'm sorry i'm 12 years old i apologize (laughs) Exactly. Uh, playing guitar, a young man. I think he was like 16, something like that. 16. Uh, he was, in his he was trying to get the chicks. He was trying he to get the women's. He understood. He got it. Yeah, right? But uh, anyway, so he's playing guitar, and, and the story goes that something metal rubbed against the strings of the guitar and made quite an interesting sound. And he's like, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, so he actually modified the guitar. He actually kind of raised the strings up. As you do, if you want to play slide, as we was talking about earlier, uh, and just spent years developing his technique. Now, the the thing was, when he would do this, and he would have the piece of metal against the strings, he would actually sit down, and the guitar would be on his lap. So if you've ever heard of a lap steel, this is basically where it came from. So as he started playing all this stuff, uh, people started noticing and they would go home and they would try it. And before you know it, this is the uh, beginnings of what we consider Hawaiian music. You know, wow, wow, wow. Well, wait wow. a minute. What? Yes, you yes. Know, I was trying yes, to find yes, some, some yes. uh, Keiku uh, recordings and I could not find any. I was so pissed off, I wanted to put them in the notes. But there is a little bit of something here. Let's have a quick listen. Guitars being handled. Sliding around yep, all that sliding on there. Around. Now this is before these the, these guys are playing acoustic guitars, right? So the, the, I believe the type of Hawaiian guitar music that I think Mr. Pittsburgh was thinking of at the beginning there's a is when you get to the actual pedal steel, right, the electric right. stuff, yes, a little bit yes. different. But he, uh, but actually uh, Joseph would his regular acoustic guitar on his lap, and that's how that te- yes, that whole that's how you do that. Started. Yes, yeah, yeah, very good. Um, yes, go ahead. So, anyway... Uh, I do know, too, how he got the piece of metal. I know what it is. 
Oh, do you? Because yeah, yeah the, it's a railroad spike. It was a he spike. He picked up a, ra- a railroad spike and he put it in his pocket. Which is kind of you know, kid. Yep. You know what I mean? Picked what up I found. Yeah, you know what I mean? And just and he started. You know, essentially, what happens when you play slide? What you're doing is you're actually putting the fr- your the slide is actually a fr- like a movable fret. Exactly. That's basically what's yeah. doing. So it's like instead of you kind of flipping the fret. You're putting a fret on top of the guitar, and mm-hmm. instead of playing, pressing down, so you get the different frets on the neck. You're moving it. You have a single fret that you're moving around. That's that's how you exactly. the pitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, here's the thing. Now, here's the here thing the about thing. Whole, here's the thing about uh, Mr. Pittsburgh gonna tell you a thing, hey and you better listen. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. So the big rage back in the 30s here in the continental United States was Hawaiian music. People loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. It was kind of like uh, Screamo. Anyway. So, Screamo? That's Screamo music. Hey, come on. He didn't know. It's kind of like Skiffle. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? That's what I kind of think of. Like, yeah. I think of like, you know, kind of like South Seas version of Skiffle. Go ahead. People be loving it, right? So, loving um, every minute of it. Bands back in the day, what they would do is like for the dinner crowd, they would play Hawaiian music. You know, people loved it. But then as the night would progress, and maybe the restaurant or whatever would become a club, a nightclub. <coughs> Everybody loved country music at that point, so they would play country music. So Hawaiian music during the day, and then uh, country music at night. Well, they they already had these lap steels for the Hawaiian music, so they would incorporate this this lap steel, the slide guitar, into the country song. And that's like if you you think about a country song, classic country song, it's all got that slide guitar in it, you know. And that's where it came from. They were they were playing Hawaiian music during the day. Country well, music, you know, I, some some folks are, uh, you know, because there, there's some musicologists, musicologists from certain universities who, you know, have been saying for years that no, this is from the diddly bow from from Africa, and that oh. is where slide originated. Oh. Um, but it appears that that is not the case. No, um, not the look, case. man. I love minorities. Yeah. Oh. People of color, all ethnicities, sure, and but black people did not do everything. <laughs> okay, they did a lot of shit. You know, they're responsible for some of the most amazing parts about Western sure. culture. But they didn't do everything. No, <laughs> okay. So you got the Hawaiians got, got their little Let thing. Let the in Hawaiians there have this one. I mean, Jesus Christ, now. guys. But I believe there's a quote from Sunhouse. Uh-huh. Um, a great uh, blues guitarist. Somebody had asked him, like, you know, who taught him that he goes. He says, "Oh, he says those Hawaiian guys." Yeah, exactly. He was like, you know, you know, and whoever it was was kind of like, <gasps> "Oh, we thought, oh yes." You know, you're blowing our whole narrative here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, yeah, very cool. So that's the sort of origin of it. Yeah. Um, and of course, it goes over. Well, in country music, it goes over really well. Sure. In what kind of music, Mr. Pittsburgh? Blues. In the blues. Blues. Because you know, if you think about that, 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 that slide guitar almost has a crying quality to it. So Perfect for blues, right? Perfect. Doesn't yeah, it just exactly. sort of like scream? Yep. You know, yes. um, um, give me some blues. Give me some blues. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the greatest blues guitarists of all time. But what happens is, you know, people, you know, and we all know that, you know, rock and the blues, mm-hmm. that the blues had a baby. It did. And they called it rock and roll. They sure Isn't did. Isn't that the song by Muddy Waters? Um, 
And um, so, the, of course, the slide guitar is going to come along for the ride. <laughs> of course. Yes. And there's a lot of uh, slide cats. Slide yeah, cats. Slide in cats. rock. And we're going to be talking about some of them. Okay. Um, some of them we are not going to talk about. No. Because they're bullshit. Oh, boy. I'm just kidding. They're not bullshit. Um... They're nice people. I, I They're actually just misunderstood. Both. I just need some. He, uh, let me just say this uh, yes. on, on a couple of these lists here. On um, you got folks who um, they yeah they played slide on a couple songs. Yeah, but that doesn't that, mean yeah, they're exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like like I don't. You know when I think of Robbie Krieger. Yeah. Great guitar player, but I do not think of him. No. And yes, he played some slide on some stuff. Sure, and he was good at it. He could play. Sure. But but he's not hmm. you know I wouldn't put him down on a list of great the greatest slide guitar players of all time yeah, exactly. Michael Bloomfield who's an amazing blues guitarist mm-hmm. and yes he does play some sure. uh, slide of note here and there but that isn't like it wasn't his shtick that wasn't his right, mainstay right right so we're going to be talking about those guys so the first guy on our list here is a guy I was just talking about I got a letter this morning I That's all done with the slide. Interesting, his picking is like giving. He's giving a little bit of percussion with the way he's hitting the guitar. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a a bass line, not a super like complicated bass line, but he he, you can hear him moving the chord changes around. Uh So and um, that's some, look at that slide technique. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like it looks like he's not even doing anything. That's the thing mm-hmm. about great guys. Mm-hmm. Right? It looks like they're not even doing anything. What I was told when I was, told, I was talking about my picking earlier, one of the things um, that that Mike Filipov did caution people. I was like, be careful watching other people pl- pick yeah. because depending on the angle of the cameras right, like, right, it right. can look completely different, different than what they're, what they're actually, actually doing, doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know um but yeah that is the great uh sun house right sun there house. um yes. we're gonna move up to we're gonna you know uh muddy waters they say he invented electricity he should well that's true interesting too is he's got a capo on which makes the strings even closer than right? um, yeah, I, I just, I just think that you develop like like i was talking about again i keep, keep talking about myself but going back with the picking like you develop the feel for you develop mm-hmm. the touch for it like mm-hmm. um <clears throat> that that's kind of what he what these guys have done with the slide you develop a touch for it right, you just do right. it enough the mind the body like are so freaking amazing mm-hmm. you put this you 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 call up the order to the brain say he wants to learn slide guitar. All right. Okay, guys, here so we go. Start working, you know what I mean? And that's tucking to the arms and the fingers, and they're going back and forth. <laughs> and pretty soon, they got a whole path. They got all kind of neuro pathways set up so that you can play the fucking slide guitar uh-huh. pretty goddamn uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean you're going to be in Muddy Waters. No. But 
you can learn to do it. But you, you remember the tension yeah, yeah, you need and where to get. Yeah, 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 it's yeah it. that's it, it exactly. Um, but I do want. I would, I would like to do. Okay, I have a cat, yes. like sticking claws in my toes. That's nice of her. So that was really nice. I, I love that, you know. Punky cat. Um, hey there, punky cat. Punky cat. Don't you know you are a punky cat? Um, this is the one from InSounder, okay. And I want to, I actually, I do, I do want to give you guys some of the... Um, Oh, what is it? Oh, the YouTube sites? So, yeah, well, no, but I, I want to give you some of the information on the artists. Oh, I see. We I sort see of glossed over um, uh, Sunhouse. Sun, yes. Um, but um, we're going to move. We're just going to... Muddy Waters was who we were just listening to. Transitional link between the Mississippi and Chicago electric blues. He was one of the first to apply the slide method to the electric guitar. His playing suddenly took on a piercing quality unprecedented at the time, literally digging into the ears and under the skin. Muddy Waters was not an astounding instrumentalist, and in his old age, he played uh, quite sparsely. After all, uh, he always had brilliant musicians in his band who fixed the music (laughs) for him while he was focused only on singing and his charisma. However, when he did play his iconic Telecaster with a metal uh, uh, slide, it was always an extremely emotional experience. And I think you could hear that there. Um, Elmore James. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Okay. This is, George Thorogood has done this. This is a really famous song, uh, Dust My Broom. Let's hear it again. Okay, so um, that song was a mystery to so many guitar players, you know, uh, you know, coming up who heard that. They had no idea mm-hmm. what he was doing. Like, what's going <clears throat> on there? Here's the trick to, to playing Dust My Broom, okay? And I'm not going to take the time to set the guitar up right? Um, and, and do the whole thing, but you tune the guitar to an open E. Okay. And you play that at the 12th fret, and you go, fuck, I'm... Um, I'm fucking Elmore James. Like I, I have my, there you I go. know my, I know. It's a know. miracle. It's a miracle. Um, that 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 that's really the uh, how you get the dust in my broom. Man, nothing feels like that. Wow. I mean, that feels really yeah. fucking, doesn't it, Mr. Pittsburgh? Yep, I mean, yep. that just got a fucking, woo. <sighs> getting hot in here. Yes, sir. It's getting hot. Yes. Um, this is a guy that, um, <laughs> um, believe it or not, and, and I didn't realize this, um, anytime you hear the great slide guitar work on any of the Beatles albums, uh-huh. it's George fucking Harrison. Oh. That's not, a, that's not um, somebody you know sitting in, that isn't a Jimmy Page or right, somebody coming, coming along to, to gussy it up. Yeah. That's George Harrison. In fact, he guested on a lot of other people's um, uh, albums. He, um, uh, most famously, Gary Moore, 
recorded the song um, "Walking by Myself," mm-hmm. and um, I believe he even has George. It was a the solos and are very inspired by George Harrison, and I believe George Harrison guests on that on slide guitar. But um, he was considered a you know uh, having a very distinctive slide guitar uh, tone uh, on top uh, on the top ten here. The youngest Beatles, actually the only non-American and also uh, the only player who never had anything to do with the blues. <laughs> His playing was subtle but very distinctive and always defined overall feel of the recording. Slide guitar in the Beatles songs is more of an exception, while in his solo career, George Harrison used it more. Um, oh, also, my sweet lord, exactly. Solo, I yep, mean, that's, that's like him. that's fucking that's what classic stuff, right? Um, okay, so we're gonna move right on up. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can get to solo. There it is. Been stepping up hypnotized. This the traveling wheelbarrows is one of those things like I look back and like while it was by no means like my favorite records right. or anything when they came out I'm really glad that they did that me too those guys were like fucking like the five or six mm-hmm. of the most iconic guys yeah and, you know and that was all I believe Jeff Lynn's doing I believe he put everybody he put everybody in Very that room cool. together you know what I mean he had the he had the connections between Tom Petty Mm-hmm. And George Harrison. Um, I believe uh, uh, Tom Petty talked about like the first meeting with um, this situation, uh-huh. with, and he's like, "I'm in a room with George Harrison, yeah. who's my hero, right? and Bob Dylan, who's my like my other fucking greatest hero." Yeah. And I'm like, "I don't know, like I don't know what to do. I don't know why I'm here, you know." And I don't remember if somebody pulled him aside or whatever, but he was kind of told to get he has to get over himself, yeah, because he's here because he's just as important. Yeah, exactly. And just fucking shut up mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and be Tom Petty. That's that's why you're here. That's why you're here um, dude. So uh, it, it's a one of those great things that that happened in music, and um, I don't know if any other generation other than ours and people a little bit older than us could appreciate it. Number five here on this uh, list from iSounder, and then again, there's no particular order. We're just like right, talking. Right. We're just having a good time. They should be hard to listen. We're just running yeah. down a list, guys. Okay, just calm down. We're just sort of celebrating these guys that played great slide guitar. This guy played slide guitar uh-huh. a fuck of a lot. Right, uh, Johnny Winter. Whatever music he attempted during his long career, blues and his love of tra- uh, tradition were always present. The phenomenal guitarist may not have specialized in slide guitar. Well, he played a lot of slide guitar. Yeah, yeah, he did. But uh, 100% uh, when he did uh, take to it, it was unforgettable listening experience, whether he was playing an all-metal uh, resonator guitar like Sunhouse or the electric one uh, he used the Gibson Firebird model mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. exclusively for slide. Um, it's, uh, I mean, Johnny fucking Winter. Right, like he, what people forget about Johnny Winter, and did we talk about this on our show about seventies guitarists? Um, like these guys were big rock stars. Like yeah. they packed oh, yeah. fucking arenas playing yep. this music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. Uh, up and of course, <laughs> yeah, Johnny videos. Winter's song is unavailable. That's just. Uh, but that you know what? I think that we can. I think that there's a workaround. Can we? Can we do something? I think can, that there, can, we might be able we, to work something out here. If uh, yes. if if you and the audience will be so kind. Sure, sure. We'll talk amongst. It's just you know sort of talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, and I think we can find something that might sure. keep get us interested here. Um, um, well, how about this right here? Sure. 
Well, that was that song. Yeah, you know, I dig it. I think the chill will be too. Sing the shoe of your shoe And leave and groove my shoes at you Give it Gary all the way He, um, uh, he, uh, um, abandoned his rock star career um, because he of his love of the blues. He didn't want to play Susie mm-hmm. Q. He wanted yeah. to play Robert Johnson and Sunhouse and stuff like exactly. that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, no discussion about blues guitar would no. be complete without the legendary Duane yeah. Allman, one of the greatest oh, guitar yeah, virtuosos yeah, of the late 60s and early 70s, sure. whose star career, of course, was cut short. Passionate love affair with uh, a Harley motorbike Argu- was arguably the first famous uh, white slide guitar player specialist. As the instrumental leader of the Allman Brothers Band, he introduced it to rock music specifically, emerging in the southern scene. His recordings are still some of the most acclaimed guitar pieces of all time. It's no wonder he was ranked number two in Rolling Stone magazine's list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. You may guess who was number one. By the age of 24, when he uh, kicked the bucket uh, on the road to making Georgia, Dwayne Allman had accomplished a lot and played with other stars of his time outside of his own band. He excelled uh, in Eric Clapton's Derek and the Dominoes, a project which didn't last long but created the famous hit Layla. But it is Dwayne's work in the Allman Brothers that stands out in his legacy. Yes. Um, let's hear a little bit. to time that better, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. I always hate it like when you would get up at a jam night you know and some asshole would say let's play Statesboro Blues like, <laughs> really I uh, used to slide on these fucking fingers yeah um but yeah that you know uh great <laughs> guitar work all over that. I mean like that's just like per fucking perfect example mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. of um uh, I another piece you should check out um and it's uh, it's this isn't well known because he's not credited on the recording. It is only found out later on. A uh, Wilson Pickett came out and said that that he was there. That he was there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's the um, Wilson Pickett's version of "Hey Jude." On oh. the outro, Dwayne Allman plays a solo. Okay. And um, the band was pissed because they were all hungry and wanted to go eat hamburgers. Uh-huh. And so, you know. Um, Dwayne really wanted to get it right. So he told everybody, yeah, go ahead, get lunch and everything. Uh And, you know, and so him and Wilson stayed there in the studio and worked out like what they were, what they were going to do. And everybody came back, they played it and it was like, and it's really good. If you, if you ever get a chance there, I'm not going to go dig it up at the moment. Uh, You can go listen to it. Um, But um, this guy, this next gentleman is on a lot of records as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name sounds like a dirty word. It sure does. Rye Cooter. Yeah. Um, it's probably, his probably real name is probably Ryan 
Kudlinski or something like that, right? Yeah, right. He's some I'm Joe. Cooter. Yeah. Um, uh, the American desert, hot air glowing over the gravel, a rattlesnake crawling under a withered bush, and suddenly the tense atmosphere is stirred by the sound of an electric guitar string being swept over with a slide. Mm-hmm. This is the typical scene from a film whose music is written by Ry Cooter, <laughs> the man who has uh, best visualized the slide technique. Uh, his soundtracks can easily be listened to as regular mainstream albums. That's how powerful the music is. Of course, Cooter also makes normal song albums. You know, uh, early in his career, he worked with Taj Mahal, Captain Beefheart. In his solo work, he has touched various forms of American music, from blues to zydeco to rock and jazz. His role as a mover and shaker in the world of music is extremely interesting. Without his involvement, we would not know about Buena Vista Social Club and probably not even uh, Ali Farkas Ture, not counting uh, many other artists living outside the main show business roots but this is where we should be talking about slide guitar so yes as a slide guitarist right good is truly extraordinary um he's worked with um john hyatt that's how i became um uh, familiar with with Ry Cooter. let's mm-hmm. give Ry Cooter a listen this is uh, the prodigal son as fuck. He's great. Um, that's sleazy as hell. I freaking love that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back and add that to my playlist yeah. <laughs> on YouTube music. Um, well, here's the thing, too. I noticed in that, that his little opening there is, you know, a slide, you're, you you can't be absolutely perfect, like a fretted instrument. And sometimes you're just like a atom off. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, but it adds to the yeah, music. Absolutely. It's so freaking close. It's almost like the slide is given the finger to the music to the you know? pitch yeah yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, you. yeah. we'll get to fuck the pitch you, you know what this works yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, that's right that's a fuck you this works i yeah. love that i love yeah. that that's rock and roll um i totally agree um and there are guys who are play slide like r- super accurate mm-hmm. um one of them is uh, Dwayne Allman he's super accurate and there's another guy who's coming up here in a minute we're going to talk about who does that as well um and that's very, that's wildly impressive yeah because it's hard to do but then there's the guys like Ry Cooter and then this next person who we're going to talk about who I believe is the only person with a vagina oh. I wish she still has a vagina I you know how so. these people sure um change their uh they're, they're, you know you know they yeah, sure. one you know one week you got a vagina the Bonnie, next week next week you got something else you know what i mean some you know some days you wake up you got a fucking horse horse dong down there horse dong you you say yeah you know a bonus pole a bonus pole a bonus 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 pole exactly (laughs) mr pittsburgh that deserves some kind of sound effect i need to get you there There it is (laughs) but um the next person we're going to be discussing i i saw her live oh nice um Many years ago. It was a great show. And I will 
tell you about that after we talk right. about who she is. Um, mostly in the USA, she's a hugely successful singer and guitarist uh, who moves uh, between rock, blues, and country. She's also the protagonist protagonist of several multi-platinum albums and the winner of 13 Grammys. Uh, three of them this past year. Uh, awarded two weeks ago. This must be an old article. Yeah. Photographs uh, of the shocked musician the moment her name was called out during the announcement of the winner in one of the uh, Song of the Year categories have become a hit on social media. Bonnie Raitt has loved and admired old bluesmen since she was a young girl. In the 70s, she played with one of the icons of the genre, Mississippi Fred McDowell, a.k.a. a brilliant slide guitarist. Uh, And later, she introduced blues elements into folk, rock, country context. Raitt is known uh, to enjoy taking part in various tribute projects to other musicians and has guested with many of her idols. Her version of Stevie Ray Vaughan's Pride and Joy was a breathtaking uh, duet with John Lee Hooker. Uh, I'm in the Mood is also beautiful. Um, that's There's a great um, album that Carlos Santana produced for John Lee Hooker called The Healer. Mm-hmm. Never heard it. She got it. It's uh, a record that... Um, sort of foreshadowed what he ended up doing many years later by bringing in other artists but right. he put together like a uh, an album with John Lee Hooker where he produced it part like gave it really good production a lot of oh, his records cool. like had very amp production like top notch and he bought in like the absolute top guys to play yeah. with him and he brought in guests and him and Bonnie Raitt do a um um a duet of I'm in the mood which is this really dirty oh, okay. song yeah, yeah and this might be oh this is it oh, right here it, give yeah. it give it a listen notice there's a couple of chairs over here because I got to sit down when I play with this man. It is my great, great honor to present one of my greatest heroes of the blues, a friend I've known since I was 19 years old. Give it up for John Lee Hooker. Now that's a blues man. Uh-huh. Come that fucking tie. Sure. Fucking dressed to the fucking nines, man. That was a uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is great. This is really cool. I believe he's not waiting, Bonnie. No, he's, no. he's jumping right in. Nobody counted anything on No, nope, no. Nope. Let's just get right <laughs> to it. He just started And check out, check out the groove. Check out the band. Yeah. They come fucking right, right in. They're like, the yeah, bass player we get it. really, the bass player's listening. He plays mm-hmm. that pickup and the drummer comes right in. It's really yep. good. Really good. Yep. She's doing that. Oh, Not, she's yeah. kind of playing with the pitch. Oh, maybe I hit the pitch. Maybe I won't. You mm-hmm, can just, mm-hmm. you can just go along. It's like, you know, isn't that what women do though? You know, it's like yes. the kind of teasing they like to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's fun. That's one one reason why we love chicks. Move, move, 
Simmer down. Simmer down now. Um, that's Bonnie simmering now. She's getting a cold. Yeah. She got to go take a cold shower. Um, I mean, what's so interesting about this song, too? Like, this is the current, you know, the version with them doing as a duet. Mm-hmm. But John Lee Hooker had this out as a hit. Yeah. And in, like, the same era, like, Benny Goodman was on the radio. Wow. Wow. This guy, this black dude, as he gets on the charts singing his filthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Atta Raunchy boy. as fuck. I love it. Nice job. I love it. I love it. I mean, he was rock and roll before there was rock and roll, right? Yes. Okay. Now, if Ry Cooter and Bonnie Raitt, you know, have a kind of devil may care uh-huh. um, kind of approach to the slide, Sonny Landreth, I always called, said that Sonny Landreth was the kind of Ingve of slide. Um, he's just like I've seen him play a couple of times now Um, I was floored um, many years ago it was one of those um, free uh, YEP things and they had a bunch of bands and Sonny had a record out that year and they brought him in and he played a whole set um, and um, it was insane yeah. I mean, he was just, he was a fucking monster. And then I saw him again later on with John Hyatt. Um, this is a, John Hyatt works with two slide guitarists. Okay. Rye Cooter sure. and Sonny Landreth. That's, that's, that, that's those it. are his guys. If he's, got, if he's got slide on his record, he's got one of these two guys uh-huh. right here. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the Louisiana guitarist is one of the more or less hidden gems of the music scene. Uh, the kind we sometimes call the musician's mm-hmm. musician. Someone who is known and admired by most of his colleagues who consider him a role model uh, and at his concerts stare in disbelief at all <laughs> the things that can uh, be played. But who is... Uh, uh, never really discovered by ordinary listener, listeners. Perhaps the greatest service was done to Landreth and a few others similar, similarly affected by Eric Clapton when he invited uh, him to the Crossroads Guitar Festival. Um, where I said, and this is one of the cool things about Eric Clapton. Yeah, like yeah. he has brought out some of these players, like like Sonny Landreth. Who's the black dude? Um, He's really good. Plays the fuzz. He's a plays an Epiphone. It's like really. Um, he's got oh, he's got three names. Yeah, like Jared James Nichols. But you know what I'm talking about. I know. I can see his you know, face. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's awesome. I can't remember the kid's name. He's really fucking good. He was he was he played with the uh, Alicia Keys hired him um, to be her guitar player for a tour. I oh yeah. I can't believe his, his name is coming. We'll we'll look it we'll up th- for yeah, it. Yeah. We'll look it up. Um, uh, so anyways, Larry Landers got the chance to introduce himself to a large number of fans live and also to hundreds of thousands of others through a, a recording released on DVD. Uh, in addition to his own projects, Land- Landreth has been a member of bands, uh, Louisiana Creole Zydeco King, uh, Clifton uh, Sh- uh, Sheenier, uh, rock singer uh, John Hyatt and, and John Mayall's uh, Blues Breakers. Um, he's um, also on a... Um, I believe it's uh, it's it's something like a live at Red Rocks or something. Uh-huh. It's it's some outdoor in the desert kind of concert for Sunny uh, for Sunny Land for um, <laughs> Kenny Loggins and he's oh, a guitarist and okay. that and he doesn't play slide on that gig. Huh. I didn't almost didn't put it recognize him first. I had to look at the credits. I'm like, is that like, Sunny Landreth? And he doesn't even play slide. Oh my! All, he's just a great guitar player, yeah, fucking all yeah. around. Um, he's fucking around. I don't mean he's fucking Fuck around. around, Johnny. Let's see, what are they going to...
what something Landreth does, and why that sounds so different than like what Dwayne Allman and some of these other guys are doing is like, I don't know if he, I can't. You know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Right. If you say somebody invented somebody, no, no, my cousin-in-law in, you know, buttfuck Wyoming invented that, you know. I have a, you know, I have it on 8-track or whatever. Okay, but he's the first guy that I think put forth this technique and like using it to great effect is fretting behind the slide. Oh, so that's oh, why yeah, you okay. hear all these other little notes that you go like, he, how's he doing? Like, I hear the slide in mm-hmm. there, but those notes don't appear to be playing. But the slide right. goes over the whole six strings. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah. So he's playing notes. I mean, playing slide is ball busting and <laughs> right. <laughs> I, but then, I mean, yeah, and, you know. So I mean, he's oh, wow. yeah, he creates a really unique um, thing. Like he's fucking mm-hmm. sick. Um, this the the last person we're going to talk about. I believe this is the last person is a um, child prodigy. Yes, not to be con- not to be confused with a child protege. Oh, they're That's different. Not that totally different. Uh, totally different stuff. That. Yes. Wow. Um, the my cat you is learned. settled to now no, just relaxing here, laying on my pedals. That's That's fine. That's, That's fine. That's okay. Good That's kitty. Good kitty. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, that you want to hear me slurp my drink. Mm, uh, if anyone can be described as the absolute number one slide guitarist on the curtain scene, it's undoubtedly Derek Trucks. I, I can't really disagree with that. Um, Joe Bonamassa plays a mean slide, but that's yeah, not really yeah. what his but primary thing Derek is. Trucks. But when, don't <laughs> fucking count him out, man. Because right. when he puts a goddamn slide on his finger, man, he'll, he, he, oh, yeah. it's, he ain't no fucking around. But that's just not what he's really. Exactly, that yeah. is not his main thing. Yep. Uh, Full fledged successor to Dwayne Allman in the now defunct Allman Brothers band, and the frontman of his own band, which he leads with his wife, singer, um, guitar Susan Tedeschi. Uh, Derek Trucks probably doesn't take the bottleneck off his finger even in his sleep, <laughs> and his playing technique has reached uh, absolute mastery. His bluesy pentatonic improvisation sometimes touched the boundaries of Indian music, in which slide playing on related instruments is also widespread this musically very thoughtful player is a hot candidate for the best slide guitarist of all time and i state this even while acknowledging the suspect nature of all absolute claims <laughs> after all look how he rocked when he was 14 years old yeah. we're going to go ahead and play a little bit of that um i mean he was a child prodigy uh-huh this is him as a kid
that's a 14 year old Derek Trucks playing Layla wow. with the with the Almond Brothers, I believe, or with somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> wow. I mean, he he played. <laughs> he was in the Almond Brothers with um, Warren Haynes. Yeah, I mean, who's a yep. monster, and he's a great slide player too. Sure. I mean, again, like Joe Bonamassa, that's not his main shit. Yeah, exactly. But he has he has no business, he has no problem putting on a goddamn slide and you know he can hang with the best of them. Um, <clears throat> this kid's fourteen years old. Jeez, Man. like oh, he's not fourteen Man. now. But, but then, 40, yeah, during that recording you know. we just listened to, yeah. Um, I Crazy. always, I, I'm just, and man, I'm gonna get into trouble. I probably Uh-oh. shouldn't say this. Oh, thank you. Okay, but I should definitely say it. But I remember I'm on a criticism diet. Oh, oh how do I say this? Wow. How do you say this? Let me find a way to say this in a positive way. Okay. I wish Susan Tedeschi yeah. would go back and do a record without her husband. Okay. They don't have to. I'm not saying, I don't think they should get divorced or anything like no, that. No, no. But I would like her to go. I would love for her. Just her, a Susan Because Tedeschi. I love her first record. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, it seems to me like. She doesn't maybe get to shine as much on the guitar. Her style is less refined. It's more raw. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right? You know, if you yep. listen to something yep. like Rock Me Right, that is just fucking like brutal. I mean, yeah. that's so in your face. And her, yeah. you know, she's just like so on the edge. Now she's a much older lady. She's a mom of a few kids. I get it. Mm-hmm. She's not that same person that she was in 1990, whatever. Right. Was, you know. <laughs> You know who else came out around the same time, I believe, that she did? Was Shannon Kerfman. Oh, dude. I, have I ever told this story? I don't think I have. So I'm going to tell it to you real quick about Shannon Kerfman. So, again, I, I love Shannon Kerfman. Shannon Kerfman had hits on the radio when she was like 15. Very blues, rocky kind of stuff. Um, I want to know. Uh, you want to know. It's called True Friends. True Friends. True something friends you want to know who your yeah, true friends right? are, something like that, yeah. So I get word that Shannon is coming to town. I'm like, I really want to see this chick in in concert. She's really good, you know, such a very smoky voice, great guitarist and everything. So I told my then girlfriend, I said, I'm going to get us tickets to go see Shannon Kerfman. She goes, what night is it? And I told her, she goes, we already have tickets to go see a show. Um, you know, uh, it was it was a public um, public enemy. No, 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 no. Public no. image. It was WYEP. Public radio. I had a guy coming in. And she goes, we already have tickets for that. I'm like, shit. I really wanted to see Shannon Carpenter. She goes, what time is Shannon going on? I said, 9 o'clock. She goes, well, this guy's going to perform at 7. And my venue is literally right around the corner from the venue where Shannon's going to be. I'm like, far out. It's down on the south side. So we get on the south side, park the car. <clears throat> We're walking toward the venue where her artist is going to play and I nearly this girl comes around the corner and I nearly run into her and I look up and I'm like <laughs> oh my god Shannon Kerfman and she looks up she smiles she goes hi I'm like oh oh and my girlfriend later told me I was a total fanboy because I'm like well, we got tickets to see you later well, we're going to see this other guy first but we're definitely coming back to see you she, she, yeah <laughs> awesome. right yeah right awesome. I said, if we didn't have to go see this other artist I'd help you and you guys load in she's like well I appreciate that and I'll see you at the show and <laughs> my girlfriend's like what the hell is wrong with you I'm like what she goes you were a total fanboy you look like you know like a screaming teenage girl at the Beatles concert you know and I'm like oh that's funny but she put on a great show and uh, I don't think I don't think she's doing anything right now I don't, I'd have to she look she was a member of the brown 
Kid Rock's Brown Trucker Band for really? years, and she might still be the guitarist in that band. Wow, that's interesting. I, I, I she might still be. I don't have because I know she got married, had a couple of kids, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, um, my I have a Shannon Kerfman story too. Okay, um, I saw her at um that place. I actually played in that room a bunch of times. You and I, um, what did we do there? We went and did a did we do a we did like an MC thing. Remember that? I emceed and like you helped me and yeah. I played some acoustic stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it was in that room. Was it, it was, Peter is that Peter B's? It was like the Oktoberfest kind of thing, yeah, right? But it was that was like that was Peter B's I or think one it of those. Might have been. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um I saw her in there. Okay. And I I had a strange love CD and I gave it to her. Oh. And um, she's like, oh, great. You know, we're always looking for stuff to s- listen to on the bus. And I'm like, yeah, if ever listen, I, you know. Yeah. But it was just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing, you know. I, yeah, she was great. I got my picture taken with her. I think the, my, like, whoever took the picture never sent it to me. That's wonderful. You know, but. Um, well, that's okay. My girlfriend would have never let me take a picture of Shannon Kerfman. So, <laughs> so there you go. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm daydreaming. You're doodling. You're noodling and doodling around now. Don't make me bring my guitar over. I, I, I guess I'm just feeling inspired. We're talking about all these great guitar players. Yeah, Shannon Kerr exactly. I feel like I want to play. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay, so um, so slide guitar. This is some of the. This is some of the top notch. Mm-hmm. Players, if we didn't mention your person, you know, fucking get over it. <laughs> Start your own podcast. You talk about however you want. That's right. Um, but seriously, you, you know, you hit me up in the group if there's somebody you maybe think I haven't heard of. I always love to find that. Oh out. yeah, yeah. I always love to find that out. Exactly. Um, do you have any new and notable? Not this week. I do. Busy. And check <laughs> this the fuck out. You are not. You're gonna fucking lose your mind when you hear this. Am I gonna cream my jeans? You might. You might be a jeans <laughs> creamer from way back. This is a little band known as the Pretenders. Oh, I've heard of them. Um, hello, computer. 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 Scotty, use that.
really confused on this song. What do you think about this song? Mm, I mean, it's it's not jumping out at me. Do you know it's what I mean? It's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, it's got crazy chord changes. I was noodling around with it earlier today. This is my second time through it. Um, I can't... I don't know yet if it's like so advanced that I... Yeah. Not picking up on it. Yeah. You know, like or, like the Rolling Stones song, the new one. That's the ro- you can tell it's the Rolling Stones. This is like yeah. Uh, but 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 I got to give her kudos because a it's not really like she's sounding like um uh, what's the word I want? Um it's like not she's not trying to sound like it doesn't sound like um pop music today. Mhm. either. Yeah, but it true. also doesn't sound but what do the pretenders sound like? I mean, the pretenders have sound like so many things, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, there's a, the band that did Bad Boys Get Spanked also sings the Don't Get Me Wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Which <laughs> yeah, about, or exactly. I'll Stand By You. Yeah. They also sing Time the Avenger. Like, yeah. they're very, you know, they're very eclectic kind of band anyways. Um, I, um, I, what's kind of grabbing me is the guitar sound. Mm-hmm. It's this, like, it sounds like, okay, let's turn every effect on at the same time. Right. But it's, I think it I think it's kind of works in the kind of context it is. Um, it's out there. Um, the video, what, who do you think, what do you think that, that character is supposed to be? I don't know. I haven't seen the, is it maybe on the album cover? No, I mean, I'm just, your, your impression. I don't know what, what the album cover is. Oh. But what do you think, what's your impression of that character? The, the baby with the boxing gloves? Yeah, the character. There's only one character in the whole thing. Yeah, that's, I don't really... I think any. that's supposed to be Donald Trump. I oh. think that it might. this song might be insanely subversive. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> because, like, you got to remember, like, those guys were, were punk rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, it, you know, like... It, this song might be really fucking subversive. Losing my, I keep on thinking about the lyrics. Losing my sense of taste, mm. you know. And there are a lot of things that are in bad fucking taste. True. And like a baby that kind of looks like Donald Trump on an eye patch and boxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of in bad taste. Could be. You see what I'm saying? Like, and so I think there's a lot of people who who like. I mean, this could be her way of saying like, y'all are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I only you know. It's like a double meaning, like a yeah, and a not you know most times when you say double entendre, you're thinking of kind of a dirty joke, it's sexual. But this yeah. is kind of a sexual. double entendre in a way that's like losing my sense of taste, as in like you know, I you know I don't know what's good anymore, and also like losing my sense of taste, like this tastes like it's so shitty, like you know what I mean? I can't ingest mm-hmm. it. You know, it's like <clears throat> there's like <clears throat> a couple of different things you could do. Uh, a way you could interpret the lyrics. Um, yeah, I guess so. I put a link to it in the show notes. You guys listen to it and let me know what you think. I have a, I have a Chrissy Hines story. Well, it's actually not mine. It's somebody else's, but I'm, I'm going to share it with you. So uh, a friend of mine and his wife were in a band back in the day, back in the 80s, whatever, late 80s, whatever. And his wife played bass and she loved Chrissy Hines. So... They got tickets to go see the Pretenders. So she's such a big Chrissy Hine fan that they waited, you know, by the backstage door <laughs> and uh, waited for them to come out. And, and her name was uh, the, the, my friend's wife's name's Terry. Terry's waiting there. She's all excited. And the door opens and Chrissy comes out. And Terry kind of like moves toward her and she goes, Chrissy, Chrissy, you're like such an inspiration to me. I, I really love you. And Chrissy 
reaches out her hand as if she's going to shake her hand and Terry starts to reach out her hand to shake the hand and just like you know the old remember the psych where you take your hand away yeah. and rub it above your head Chrissy does that to Terry right <laughs> and walks and laughs and walks away right so they're <laughs> So I heard fucking the, burned, but sick burned. Like yeah. if you're gonna get burned by Chrissy High, like well, it's kind of cool. That's just it. So uh, you know, years and years later, we're having uh, you know, I'm talking to Daryl and his wife Terry, and Terry tells me this story, and Terry was so upset and so hurt, and I'm like, no, you're not looking at this the right way. That was Chrissy High that did that to you. Yeah. That's and she a, goes, oh, I said, yeah, that's, that's actually kind of cool. That's a total punk rock thing. Like people exactly. forget that they're punk she rock. did it They did you. all these like super like beautiful pop songs, but <clears throat> they're at heart they're punkers. Yeah. Okay. So after they that, did those, they did I'll Stand By, you know, so it's like, cause so they could, you they, know they needed to make some money. Her yeah. and Martin Chambers were like, we're tired of everybody around us dying from heroin overdoses. <laughs> Let's make some money. And it's fine. I, I no judgment. Those are, and, and as pop hits go, they're fucking great right you know but yeah, yeah but they come from but punk they're rock punks yeah they're punks yeah. you know so it's a total punk rock thing to do it's fucking hilarious yeah but after i said that terry's like oh i get oh she had a different outlook on what had happened and i'm like good i'm glad uh, i, I, I to know you. i i yeah i met a guy or knew a guy who um had you know gotten backstage at a pretenders concert uh-huh. and he said that chrissy was a fucking bitch yeah but he says that martin chambers was really cool <laughs> there you go and the guy and the bass player that she was fucking who died of an overdose in the, t- yeah. in the bathtub she, he said he, he was a lot of fun he was, I can't remember his name yeah. um, you know I'm, I'm as a you know okay hold on a second here yes hold on a second here don't let's, worry let's, I, wanna, I should say these guys names because James James Honeyman Scott was the guitarist right uh, right that's he was I was really, thinking like, I he was really good the... he was really awesome uh, musician but I should give those guys a shot I don't know yes. I should just be like you know they're, you know that guy did that that one guy did that one thing the original members of the Pretenders there you go if only we had Britannica, the oh, Pretenders was formed in 1978 by vocalist and guitarist Chrissy Hines oh really September 7th, 1951, Akron, Ohio. Oh, boy. Bassist Pete Farndon. Pete Farndon. Oh, Pete Farndon. Farndon. Okay. Harrisburg, Harrisburg, England, D. Yeah, and James Honeyman, Scott, and Martin Chambers. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... Yeah, cool. Um, I think that they're a cool band. Uh, yeah, it's, I an, it's a like, weird I song. I, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm on the fence about it, but I'm kind of intrigued. If I by listen, it. if I listen to it enough, I'd probably be like, okay, I, all right. I'm kind of intrigued by it, so I yes. might give listen to it, but I can't. I'm at this point. I'm still like, the jury's out for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh my goodness. So we are. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. It was a good podcast. A lot of wrap fun. We had a baby. good time. Wrap it up. I'll take it. So, um, okay, guys, uh, wolfscustoms.online for your great uh, custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Yes. Um, also, check out rockrageradio.com, download the free app. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is where you download all Ludini stuff. Or oh, you download all Ludini. Your you can needs. find out all about Ludini, all the your cool wants, uh, stuff your that desires. we have. Yes, all your, all your greatest <laughs> Ludini desires shall be satisfied there. <laughs> Ludini Rock and Roll Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com um, Glenn Hughes is playing uh, Jurgles tomorrow night and I can't go oh it's bummed out oh, so. now I canceled band rehearsal to go to um, Aerosmith so, oh, so I, now I, you I, have I, to, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that yeah we, do we, think, we, what do you think if you go if you go see the show and I oh where's it at where's what at your, your rehearsal you Bethel doing, Park I thought too far. Do you think if I showed up 
I'll borrow one of your guitars. They'll probably never know. They'll never know the difference. Never to, hey, guys. Another bald guy playing, playing yeah. a guitar. Yeah. Not a big problem. So. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Way to get time. Mr. Pittsburgh, any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to add before we leave? No. no. You guys have a great week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See you.